and welcome back to Inside the Green Room, second episode. Number two, man. Of season two. Two times. Two yeah, times. We got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I see you got the nice merch on now, oh, too. Yeah, we rocking. I don't know if they selling it in stores yet. <laughs> Wifey's actually a little upset she don't have one, so we'll make sure we get another hat we gotta talk to. We got to talk to Amjad about that. Jed. <laughs> together. All right. All right. Uh, welcome back to Inside the Green Room. A lot for us to discuss. Your homie came on the show today, or is coming on the show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a surprise guest. Well, not a surprise guest, but a special guest. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, a.k.a. Big Perk, coming on the show, coming up. Uh, you know, a lot of people show a lot of love, man. It's fraternity in the NBA, and it's good to see guys like him show love and respect to me, a guy that I, I, I've watched him since I was younger and looked up to him. Yeah, I want to ask him about uh, his thoughts on big men in the league, and I want to hear what really happened between him and Drake. I, I want to know, too. But I also <laughs> want to know how he got on, because I didn't expect him to ever be on TV. I expect him to, you know, try to do, do what he's doing now. And it's coming easy to him. He's a natural. Um, he's doing great. I said, I'm happy for him. And I said, one day, one day I, I want to do it myself. So I want to see some insight of what he's got. Yeah, you're going to. I'm he's got for, his spot. He's got I his got spot professional questions. You want to know gossip about Drake. <laughs> I want to know business and jobs. <laughs> Fair enough. You know. Yeah, give me the give me the gossip. Yeah. All the basketball gossip. A um, couple of things that I want to discuss with you about. Yes, sir. Uh, first off, I spoke to Joe this morning. Did you? For JB. Those, my guy for Joe those Branch. who don't know, Joe Branch is uh, Danny's fo- former, agent former agent. Former agent. Um, he wished me. Uh, he wished us good luck on our endeavors for season two. Joe's the homie. Yes, he is the homie. And he's the only person who can call me all black everything without me getting mad about <laughs> it. Well, I'm, he he still communicates here and there when he can. Obviously, our communication is limited. Yeah. So that's why he wishes us luck through you. Um, but oh, yeah, he Joe, can't even text you? He, he can't. Yeah, he can't. It's, it's, different. It's, it's different. It's hard. There's some stipulations. For those who don't know, uh, Joe Branch is now the assistant GM for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Congratulations, Big Joe, man. I'm happy for you. I'm so, proud of you, man. He's done some great things for me on and off the court. He's going to do some, many great things for Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. And we got it. At one point now, maybe I'll ask him about Andrew Wiggins resurgent because he's been looking well so far this year. The team is looking good. Yep. Cat is playing well. Mm-hmm. A little feisty, but he's playing well, man. He's fighting guys, getting the guys' faces. He's got into it with Rudy the other day. I'm yeah, I've seen like, it. What's going on, man? <laughs> going uh, on? <laughs> speaking of looking good, uh, recently you wore a pair of Nipsey Hussle-inspired Pumas mm-hmm. uh, to the game. And you know what's interesting? And we're going to talk about the Raptors matchup, too. Okay. Because I want your thoughts on that. Okay. Um, but this team that you're on now, unlike last year, you got a lot of features in that walkway. You know how the team puts out on yes. the Instagram account? Yes. You get a lot of features on it, the guys who dress well. So last yeah. year, it was like you and Serge, yes. like the top guys. Not and like, anymore. And Norm and like Fred and Kyle, like Norm and Fred they, and Pascal, they wore their own brands. Right? Yeah. So, but you and Serge are real fashionable. Now. We tried to be. Yeah, tried to be. Serge is, I try to be. There you go. But now. They don't care. <laughs> They don't care about what I'm wearing. I'm not one of the fashion icons on this team. It's crazy because me and Kuz wore the same exact sweatsuit the other day. Mm-hmm. They posted him everywhere. <laughs> Mind you, it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't. I, mean, I didn't text him. Like, Kuz, wear the same Puma. So I walked in before him. He walked in after me. And I said, what the f- is going on here, bro? <laughs> and, you know, Brian got his jokes. Look at y'all. Two lights came off with wearing the same Kill Bill outfit. Uh, it did look like a Kill Bill outfit. Yeah, it was like the reverse... Uh, colors of the kill. It was all black with the yellow, and I wore. But they're like, oh, you know, every league fits. You know, this upscale hype. Everybody's it's cool. Is wearing the revenge puma. So I just wore the same shitty wore today. 
I didn't get a post anywhere. It's all good, though. Makuza's a fashion icon, man. Yeah. That guy, you know, so I'm learning from those. Even though he's younger than me, I'm still learning from those guys and working my way up to being. I, I do have a question. How do you, so you don't wear a lot of things twice, right? You, Not you, a guy you, in your you position. You can't or you shouldn't as when you have that much camera spotlight on you. You can't. It's, it's tough to wear the same thing twice because people are documenting. The team is documenting. Um, what you wear it to the plane, yeah. <laughs> to the games, and a lot of people see that. And if they see you wearing it again, hopefully the team will catch it if you do wear it again. And yeah, say, you, know, don't post you it. wore this before and then won't post it. But yeah. It, it gets crazy. But I mean, over the years, I've been in the league 10, 11 years, year 11 now. And over the years, you've got enough clothes to where you don't change in size much. Yeah. So shoes, you have to get rid of a lot of stuff. Luckily and thankfully for me, Puma's always sending something every other day. It's too much stuff. Okay. I'm constantly getting rid of stuff. So if I ever run out of other branded clothes outside of Puma, I'll be I'll be fine because I have plenty of Puma stuff to wear every day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. if Puma ever has any bundles that, for whatever reason, your short arms can't fit, right? Because you got the long Gary Payton arms. There you we go. Got you. <laughs> Some uh, other questions. Recently, you played the Raptors. Yes. Um, and recently. Well, last year, you played against the Spurs. Mm -hmm. And I was at that game. I was at the game against the Raptors. Those first games, the first game at least, didn't go well for you. It seems relative. to never really do go well. But yes. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think is behind that? And obviously, it's a game filled with emotions for you. For sure. Um, I think last year it was different because my first game against San Antonio was in San Antonio. Um, this year it was at home in L.A., so it wasn't as nostalgic or as emotional. And I was in San Antonio for so many more years than I was in Toronto. Um, seeing former teammates, you know, it was with my brother's family, coaching staff, and I knew Nick wasn't gonna let me, wanted me to get any shots off or make anything. Um, mind you, I had a couple good looks. Where I, you I did. Could, I should have capitalized on, but I didn't. Um, but more importantly for me, it was us winning the game. I wanted to win more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they had a great game. Yeah, they're still a really good ball team, a good ball club, championship DNA, and they they played like it. We went with their guys being hurt and out, um, but. A lot of fun to play in. Um, got a chance to sit down with my guy OG after we ate some dinner. Yes. He's one of my one of my favorite guys. And all those guys, you know, they're, they're doing so well. I'm happy for them. And they're happy for me. So there's love all around. But when we're on the court, obviously, we both want to win and compete and, and beat each other up. So My favorite part of the dinner with OG. Okay. We were talking about his dating life. Yes. And at one point, he said, well, he said he didn't want uh girlfriend who knew basketball. Remember that? I didn't remember that. And then he reversed course and said, if she's not stalking my box scores, I don't want her. <laughs> Do you remember him saying that? OG is kind of a walking contradiction. I wanna, <laughs> don't want to go into his personal life too oh, wait, much. Wait, wait, we don't go but too much for the past. Yes, he, he sometimes, he's a young kid. He, he knows what he wants and sometimes he doesn't know what he wants. And he kind of wants both. You know, he wants somebody that is, he wants to be mysterious, but at the same time he wants somebody you know, that, that's very interested. Yes. And where he calls stalking his life. So. Stalking his box scores. Yeah, and making sure, checking where he's at, and he's able to check over that. I mean, but, you know, he said he's, he likes to joke around a lot. And um, he said he's a young kid. He had a lot of time ahead of himself. But take his time, enjoy the young life. Uh, the dating world is not going anywhere. The marriage world is not going to just enjoy being a, a good NBA player. There you go. There you go. Potentially even great. He's been looking well this year. He's been so looking really well. Hopefully, you know, his eye heals up pretty good. Uh, his body stays healthy and nothing else major happened. He had a rough year last year. 
Yeah, we got to try and get him on the podcast or live show when we go to Toronto. We'll try, man. We'll try, sure. try to get him on. For sure. Uh, so I want to talk about a couple of basketball quirks okay. that you kind of have going on. And I and it brought that to my attention because during the Raptors game, I remember after you missed a three or two, you kind of clapped your hands. Mm-hmm. And I think I've watched you long enough to know that, okay, you're kind of mad you didn't hit that three. As For opposed sure. to just like letting it happen. For sure. Well, when the, when you get the open ones, the good looks, those are the ones you got to capitalize on. When I know I missed those and I, they felt good or I know I'm not going to get another one like that, mm-hmm. that's when it's frustrating. Okay. More quirks that I've noticed. I'm not stalking you, okay. <laughs> but I'm watching. I'm observing. You're observing. You okay. always pull up your knee pads. You, like, they're what is not, that? They're, they're kind of a pain in the ass when it... uh. Well, one, I started off, I realized I had the wrong size. So when they're not the right size, they kind of slide down more. Now I got the right size, but they still, because they're, they're knee sleeves, it would be nice to have, you know, a one piece that has, you know, tights that are three quarters that has the knee pads in them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there aren't anybody that makes those just yet. Oh, so where there's pads and pad, knee pads or either thicker piece. So I'll try on something different. I think there's some options out there, but there's none that has the knee pads on the three-quarter piece just yet like that, like the ones that I'm wearing. Sounds um, like a sponsorship opportunity. So we'll way. see. Some ideas, we'll see. On the way. And, you know, I would like to see you succeed. I'm not necessarily cheering for you, but I would like to see you succeed. You're not cheering for me? No. Why the hell not? I'm a journalist. I can't cheer for you. Well, why not? Because that's not... Listen, you want to be like Big Perk. You can't cheer, right? You can cheer and then not be, be biased after you. work. You can cheer during and then after go back to being a journalist. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Um... <laughs> Can you, can we just chill with the two fouls in the first quarter? Trust me, I'm trying my best, bro. <laughs> I don't want to say anything where I get fined, but if you, I would like to get a comp. You want a, so, you want a solo shot? You want, want to talk a, to the camera? No, I want a compilation of all my fouls, and you tell me which ones you think were fair and which ones weren't. It would be nice to see. Okay. Some of them, I think I got called for one that wasn't even mine. Um, Kuz ran through a screen, ran right through Seth Curry, and I guess... It's the light-skinned ref, thing. Yeah, it's a light-skinned thing. I don't know. The ref was like, who said he didn't run through him? I'm like, next year I go to the bench and say, two fouls. I'm like, no, I only fouled one. And so they gave you Kuz's foul. And I tried to get it changed. They said, you can't. They, they couldn't change it. They said they couldn't go back in. I said, what new rule is this? Like, what the f- <laughs> you, it's not like you're taking a foul away. You're just giving it to a different, per- the right person. Yeah. And they couldn't. I had to sit the whole first quarter in Dallas, or most, most of the first half, because I had two. And the second one wasn't even mine. All right. Well, please, just... I'm trying my best, man. Trust me. I'd like to see some... I know. As a defensive guy, I'd love to be on the... But for some reason, also, to be fair, I just can't see myself not playing defense. Regardless of how many fouls I have, I cannot just give up a layup a lot of times. And that's just the pride of me to where I'm going to have to hack the shit out of somebody, man. I'm going to have to grab you. I I just can't just let it go. Yeah. Um, But I have to let it go sometimes. But I said, if you get a little compilation of all the fouls I have and... I'm just talking specifically the first quarter. I want the whole game. Okay. I should stay less than three or four fouls a game, mm-hmm. but it's been a struggle. And the last thing here before we go to break, and this is not necessarily about you, but I need this intel. Okay. And I saw a lot. I saw it last year a couple of times. I'm seeing it now. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the high chair on the bench? Like, and why is it only yeah the padded chair? And it's only like Kawhi. I seen him sitting in it last year in Toronto. LeBron sits on the high chair. 
Well, there's, padded there's chair. different types. Why of... can't you get a padded chair? And what's the deal with it? I can it? if I wanted to ask. There's a bunch of pad. There's a pad you put on top of the chair. Yes. It's usually for more stability in the back and be higher up and lifted. More so for guys with backs. But I never see the 15th man get the padded chair. They Why wouldn't everybody just get padded get... chairs? Well, it's the not, 12th man, it's not, not, not the a padded chair. It's the pad for the chair. Pat, they don't, you they don't, don't have 15 pads. So Why? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I feel so like it's, it's unnecessary. It's like LeBron says, like, for, it's like hierarchy of salary. Everybody, who gets nobody the pad. behind the bench will be able to see. The coaching staff won't be able to see anything. Um, and it's it's kind of unnecessary to have that many. Um, the wedge. I think Bron used the wedge, which I think is uncomfortable to sit on, but it's only for certain guys. And usually, I think it's better for the guys that sit on the floor if they can't sit on the bench. But if you need an extra pad, and there's only like maybe four of them up there, this is way not everybody's higher up two feet, where nobody can see the game behind the bench. But do you, you understand the juxtaposition, right? It's just like... I, I do get it. You understand? First come, first serve, and actually, it's vets usually. They get the first options if they need the pad, then whoever's not using it, then the 15th man could probably get it. I just want and to... the 15th man doesn't even have to be necessarily a rookie. It does. He gets a pad. Okay. Well, you know what? The camera always flashes, and it always feels like the star is on the pad. Whoever chooses to use it. A lot of times, I don't want one. Uh, AC doesn't use sometimes. Dud might not use them, but some guys use them, some guys don't. Some guys don't like them. Okay. I prefer not to have them. But if it's there, sometimes I, I'll use it if it's there. But a lot of times I'd rather be on the regular seat. Next episode, I'm coming back with a pad. You could stay in your. You need the pad. You need the height. <laughs> Take us to break, Danny. Good. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs> back with Kendrick Perk. With Big Perk coming. So, yeah, Big Perk coming on the show. <laughs> more inside the green, more on the way. Hello and welcome back to Inside the Green Room with two-time champ, Danny Green. And I'm happy to have my guy Kendrick Perkins on the show. Hey, what's up, Appreciate dude? you coming Appreciate out, man. Appreciate one of my favorite players. Appreciate had you, to. man. Same, same, You know man. what it is. Yeah, we, were, we were the guys that did the dirty work, had to yeah. you know, come up. Um, it's good to see you on TV, man. I wonder how that came about. Man, so it's crazy because, you know, I... I wasn't really ready to retire. I tried all the routes. I even went to the G League, and then I had that last stint with Cleveland. We went to the finals, and then, you know, reality hit where your phone stopped ringing. So, you know, you don't get those calls, and GM's not responding back to your agent. So it's like, okay, what's next? So I, uh, my agent and I actually put together something where we was going to get, you know, I played for five organizations, mm -hmm. and so... No, I actually played for four organizations. So what I was trying to do was get, <clears throat> let the other teams know out there, you know, that I know the game of basketball. Because mm -hmm. my goal, ultimately, I wanted to be the next head coach that that was a big man that played in the league. Because I, I feel like that's not in existence no more. Like, point guards are not the only people that know the game of for basketball. Sure. For sure. So, you know, I wanted to... I, I didn't care what steps I needed to take or whatever the case may be, so I wanted to go that route. So I kind of did the Woj podcast just to get my knowledge out there and start speaking. And I started doing uh, the Get Up in Bristol, and next thing I know, I started getting calls back. I went down to the combine, I coached there, and all of a sudden they're like, man, Perk, uh, they got your book for the whole playoffs huh. with ESPN and Fox. I did Undisputed. And they like they kept calling me back, and I started liking it. Then all of a sudden, I started loving. It. I'm like, man, I get to go on TV, 
talk about the game I love, and I, and that's all I do. If I'm not watching basketball, you know, my secondary sport is football, and then I love boxing, then my TV's not on. So I'm not, I mean, I'm going to watch Power, of course. You know, <laughs> of course. But, but my course. TV is not on. And so um, I actually started really loving So I started really, you know, doing my homework. So I'm, I'm catching myself watching the games. I'm catching myself writing notes, you know, pre-gaming, actually going to bed early. I'm supposed to be at the studio at 7. I'm there at, at, at 6. 15, yeah. you know, uh, I'm taking it serious. Yeah, that's so, what's up, man. And then it just took off, and it's like, you know, I'm not a, I'm a country boy from Texas. You know, I, I, I'm not a guy that's going to go on there and speak with, you know, big words and all <laughs> that. I'm just going to go on there and keep it real and talk actual basketball. And that's what the people yeah, like. Yeah, that's what they like. So that's how that all came about. And then, now, like, I'm here right now today, and uh, Man, you're doing it. You're doing it. So yeah. you wanted to coach first, actually, and then kind of just fell into this and started mm-hmm. really loving doing it. That's awesome. Man. That's, that's something I kind of want to look into when I'm done. Hopefully, Coaching? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm going to try to be – he's my idol, man. I've been looking up to – There you go. You know, trying yeah, to do – trying to follow the footsteps he's doing. You know what I'm saying? He's doing you it well. All you do is be yourself, Dan. So the, best, the, the, the toughest thing for me, and this is what I wanted to ask, is when you're on mm-hmm. set and you're talking – obviously you're talking teams, you're talking players, coaches – um, and you you know how hard it is to be in this league and to make it or to even do anything or have a role in this league. Um, so you never really want to criticize anybody. Right. So I want to know how you really manage, you know, criticizing certain guys, players in the league, um, you know, and trying to keep that line, that border without actually disrespecting them. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard because you have to be, you can't be biased. Mm-hmm. So you gotta call it like you see it. Mm-hmm. But I try not to, ki- I don't kill people, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, humor brings, you gotta have some type of humor in it too. So, mm-hmm. but you try not to kill them because you know, I always like I, on one show I told them, you know, I always respond to people on Twitter when they be like, oh, this guy in the league is a bum, and I always check that real quick. Yeah. Nobody's in the NBA that is a bum. Yeah. You know, we, this is the greatest players in the world. But for us with me, you know, it's hard, but you got to speak facts. For sure. You know what I mean? So you got to speak facts, and I try to speak it where I don't necessarily kill a guy. You, you know what I mean? Him or, yeah. You just okay. want, hey, man, look. He's not getting the job done right now. Mm-hmm. Like last year, for example, during the finals, I didn't know that uh, Fred Van Vliet mm-hmm. was having a baby. And I know the process of having a child. But for a while, he was thinking it up, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, after he had the baby, I didn't know he was going through all the travel. After he had the, his, his baby, he turned his game up another notch. And I was like, man, I turned right back around. I'm like, Fred Van Vliet out here balling. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about it, as soon as the season started this year, I I went to my children and I said, you know what? I mean, I'd like to apologize to Fred Van Fleet because I didn't know he was going through, you know, the having the birth of his first child or whatever during the playoffs. This guy could flat out hoop. Mm-hmm. Much respect. <laughs> Fred Van Fleet commented like much love, man, I appreciate it. And he can hoop. Like he, he can, can flat out go. You know, go, and so man. it's hard because you have some guys that get in, your, in their feelings and, yeah. you know, they might not talk to you or whatever the case. But the guys I don't know, I yeah. don't even care. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so like I was big on y'all last year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was big on Toronto. I knew y'all had the pieces. I knew y'all was coming out the East. I called it. Y'all made me proud. And 
I couldn't wait for y'all to beat the Warriors. <laughs> and I was just on the Warriors. I get a lot of heat from the Warrior fans, and I'm always on Steve Kerr. So, like, for example, Steve Kerr had to start the season. I'm like, okay, cool. Clay out. Mm-hmm. Now we got. Now we get to we'll see, see you what you really about. <laughs> now you got a coach, actually. You don't have a, a dream team. You yeah, have yeah. the coach now. And, you know, I don't care because – it, me and Steve Kerr not cool, so it don't even matter. <laughs> we don't speak or uh, say a word uh, ever again no, in life. It don't even matter to no, me. No, no 10 days in, in Golden State for you just in case? <laughs> no, no 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it is, man. It's a give and take. But you try sure. not to go overboard like yeah. with killing a guy on TV, you know? Yeah, you don't want to personally attack anyone, but... It's always said a weird lot, like you don't want because you have to see these guys. Yeah. Has anybody has anybody ever approached you and like you know said something or said like you know obviously some people say I respect what you say and I really appreciate the love. Has anybody ever approached you? You know how Stephen A. and Skip they mm-hmm. get on guys. Um, has anybody came to you like you know, come on man, you're killing me? No, nah, not really, okay. man. It's just it's more so like you know you could tell. You can get that vibe. They may not speak, and yeah. I just won't speak either. Yeah. I mean, like, if I don't know you, but if it's somebody I know, like, for example, on the jump today, I had to kind of go at my boy Russell Westbrook. Now, mm-hmm. me and him are good friends. I didn't attack him, mm-hmm. but I had to disagree with the comment that he said about Patrick Beverly last night. Okay. And, I, and, and how I did it was I'm like, Russ, you know you my little homie. You're my partner, but you was wrong on this one. This is how Patrick Beverly eats. This yeah. guy's a defender. Yeah. You know, we we can't do this. We can't, you know, so it's a way to go about it. For you sure. know what I mean? So sure. I disagree with him, but I didn't, you know, make it to the point where I killed him. Okay. Well, you mentioned the Warriors, and so I want to touch back on there was that time where you, you and I spoke last year during the finals, and you said you told Katie you didn't want him to play. Right. Um, what's your relationship now with KD after those I mean, times? I mean, it's still it's still the same. You know, KD is who KD is. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, it's just like you having a brother or family member or whatever the case may be. We fight at times. We disagree at times. We argue all the time. We argue when we was in OKC. It didn't mean nothing, but we got genuine love. We also then, you know, shared those those personal moments where we talk about family issues. So that's a brotherhood that could never be broken. But at the end of the day, you know, my whole thing was I'd rather him be mad at me because I got his best interest at heart than, and not talk to me for about a month. I'm cool with that. But mm-hmm. you know that I was saying if I was if that he shouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. He got mad at me for saying it. But, I mean, it was the truth. You shouldn't have played. Another, I want your comments also on Anthony Davis and Danny chime in as well. So he's dealing with shoulder discomfort. Mm -hmm. And obviously you being a big man, being in the paint, having to deal with big bodies all (coughs) all your career. How would you advise AD on handling it? Because it seems like it's something that he wants to kind of work through throughout the course of the season without missing substantial time. Well, the thing is, this is not like... The, the shoulder problem with AD just didn't start this year. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been dealing with this for, like, four or five years now. Um, so he knows how to play through this. He knows this is an injury that he's been battling through. So, yeah, he know it may hurt for a minute on one play or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I thought, like, yesterday was the wise decision with the Lakers made, you know. Uh, he's a little banged up, his ribs or whatever. You know, his shoulders hurt. Okay, sit him out of this back-to-back. 
You know, give let Kuzma come in and start. Get you know what I'm saying. Give him this opportunity because he's been out. Let him go out there and shine. It's not gonna hurt anything. And obviously, you know, yeah. No disrespect to the Warriors, y'all did what y'all was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But that team still play hard. But mm-hmm. I, you know, play against Phoenix, and we'll sit you out against the Warriors at home. I like the way they played those odds. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I, I like our team. And I like the fact that we have so many pieces. Any given night, anybody can step up and have a big game for us. And it would be great said if we can rest those guys more than, you know, it would be nice. AD probably needs maybe another game or so. Um, but like you said, uh, you never know. He's been dealing with different issues throughout the years. You never know uh, how serious it is or how, what he can fight through, what he can. But it's early in the season. Right now, we're playing for, you know, April, May, and June. And it's not that important to make sure that, you're you know, fighting through these games. These games, obviously, we need them. We want to win, but I feel like we can win a lot of games without him right now because we have Bron, of course, and so many other pieces. And uh, Rondo's back now, another playmaker. Um, so we got some good things rolling. See, the good thing about y'all, the Lakers, and this is why I got y'all picked to win a championship. Mm. Y'all have so much cha- y'all have so much championship experience, and y'all have so many great vets in that locker room. And this is why I also. You know, before y'all signed Dwight Howard, when everybody was like, oh, Joe Kim, no, I'm like, no, y'all need to get Dwight Howard. This is the perfect situation for him because he had, he could go into this locker room and he could and they have vets in there that's going to hold him accountable. Mm-hmm. You have Danny Green. You have LeBron James. You have Rajon Rondo. You have Jared Dudley. So he can't come in. He has to focus, and he also knows it's his last chance. I don't care what this guy does off the court. When this guy steps on the court, he's been a problem every time. People yeah. can say what they want, yeah, but he always managed to finish with a 12, 12, <laughs> and five blocks. Yeah. I don't care what nobody says. And this is what, and you're right, resting players. Just think about it. Y'all have Jared Dudley that sits on the bench. This guy could not play for five games, and he played some inspiring basketball last yeah. night. I call him the poor man James Posey of our mm. 08 Celtic team. Yeah. And, and, and when you're watching y'all team, man, y'all are deep. Y'all got championship, even with Quinn Cook being to the finals a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, JaVale McGee being to the finals. Y'all have what it take. And when you have a team like that, then you can rest AD, you know, and let him heal up. Uh, it's going to be hard to rest Braun because he's on a mission right yeah, now. Yeah, he, he and, doesn't want to take no games right, off. And he's a physical specimen. We we haven't seen nothing like this. You know, I've been around a lot of players. I've never seen a guy like LeBron James. You know, this guy spends $2 million a year on his body. He gets treatment around the clock. People don't know the sacrifice that he puts into his body. Danny knows now that you're on this team, but mm-hmm. you have to actually see it and witness it to see what this guy does. Every day, hours. He's there early, <laughs> he's there late, and it's usually on his body. But you know, that's why he's, you know, he's best in the world. Speaking of Bron, I didn't know this, but you played AAU with him. Yeah. How was that soldiers. like? What was, what was like the favorite moments back then when you were a kid, back see, in your young days? That's, they actually put that 100-mile uh, radius rule in the play at one point because, <laughs> because of, of that. Oh, because yeah. y'all so, were just uh, teaming? <laughs> Oakland, right, uh, Oakland soldiers. soldiers. <laughs> and uh Favorite moment, man. Well, I remember we played in this tournament down in Houston, Texas, and they just set us up for failure. We played <laughs> eight games on a Saturday in one day, right? <laughs> and it was just crazy. And we get all the way to the championship that night, and we get beat by D.C. Assault. And I remember one guy was just talking noise to him. He had scored on, on Braun on the block. 
and Braun like ran off like 25 straight <laughs> and, and, and got us down to like a two-point game because they was blowing us off and he just woke up asleep and giant. But I just remember him coming in and in the layup line, he just put on a show. And I was just sitting up here like, man, this is crazy, man. Like, where, where, like, where did he come from? But the favorite, like, outside of that, now we playing AAU. We got guys, you know, at, at that time, you drinking Gatorade. You may be eating a bag of chips. You may even <laughs> eat a Snickers yeah. or something like that. This guy was eating fruit. Like, a 16-year-old. Uh, at 18 years old. Uh, like, who, like. <laughs> he was that advanced, uh, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, care, yeah. yeah, already taking care of his body, and it was just, uh, it was amazing to me. Yeah, started your career with him, ended your career with him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Man. Speaking of ending your career with him, so I remember that series against the Raptors, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the infamous yeah. series where I remember LeBron kind of twirled the ball in front of Serge and then shot the three. Another popular moment in that series was your beef with, with Drake. With Drake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Please give us all the details. A little insight. Yeah, okay. a little insight. Have y'all spoken since? No. Okay. No. It's still, it's so it's no, real. No, it's real. But I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I ain't ducking or dodging, but I'm not looking for it. Yeah. But it, it's just the point. Like he kind of. First of all, I was messing with Serge. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We walk in. You know, in Toronto, you everybody walk out the yeah, same, same tunnel. tunnel. Yeah, I don't like so, that. So, <laughs> so Serge and I, we're cool. Like. I basically raised Serge and OKC. And, and OKC took him under my wing, showed him the ropes on just, you know, certain things on the defensive end and stuff like that. Just, you know, and me and Serge had a, you know, we we rocked together for four and a half years. So as we was walking off the court, it's like, yeah, Serge, I ain't getting this one today. You know, I'm just talking, messing with him. And then I just hear somebody in the background with this old squeaky you know, voice just, hey, man, shut up, man. Yeah. So I'm like, man, who you talking to? And then all of a sudden just went up from there. like, I'm talking to you. I'm like, man, look, I ain't with all that, man. Like, you know I'm for real. So then we get into it. So then they break it up. And then, like, during the game, he looking down the sideline talking about some after the game. <laughs> so I'm looking at him like, come on, man, like, for real? So they was telling me to walk through the other tunnel mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Nah, I want to walk. This way. <laughs> so now as I'm walking nah, this I'm way, that way. Yeah. yeah, I'm walking past them. And I'm like, well, what's happening? Now all of a sudden I see like six or seven little mini me bodyguards <laughs> like running up, like, ah, what's happening? I'm like, man, come on, man. Really? This is what you want? So it's <laughs> yeah. just, that's how it is. He started the whole thing. Like, <laughs> well, you know, he, you know, he's a, he said, I, I'm not going to play because this is a lot of fun during the playoffs. He does a lot of antics and it's all in good fun. But you can't take that serious, man. You, you yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. No, I, but I wasn't. But it, and I, I don't want to curse, but it was mm. the disrespect for words. You know what yeah. I mean? And to me, this, this is my problem. What I have about Drake, you know, my thing is, is that I understand he represents for the six, and mm. and and he's a diehard Raptors fan. But at times, when he sit on the sideline, he makes it. He tries to all kind of, you know, it, it instantly go from being about the Toronto Raptors and basketball to being, to about, being about Drake and what he's doing on the sideline. Yeah, this people, is not your moment. Yeah. This is the Raptors moment. It's good. Sit over there. Do like Jay-Z do. When him, him and B go to the game, the camera come on them, hey, they hear, boo. You don't have to do the extra. You don't have to talk 
to the opposing team and mm. get into it. Because I wasn't the first guy that he didn't, you know, talk yeah. noise to. So that's all it was. He okay. helped us. I ain't complaining. He helped us. He had a nice little <laughs> playoff run. Da- um, Danny will play ambassador between you and Jake. He'll he'll break bread between y'all. Yeah, Does that we, work? We'll, we'll make it work. We'll I make think it work. we cool though, cause we yeah. kind of under the same. You know, I, uh, one of our um, quote unquote OGs in Houston is Jay Prince, and uh-huh. we both part of the Rap a Lot family. So he okay. made us, you know, squash that, and it's it's gone. Yeah, the okay. Prince's Prince is good people. Yeah. Man. Big so, shout out to them. Last year, Kendrick, you spent a lot of time in Toronto watching Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. You even called him Kawhi Jordan. Mm-hmm. Now, LeBron and Kawhi in the same conference. Who are you taking? I'm taking LeBron. And mm-hmm. but listen, let me let me let me make this clear. <laughs> I I wasn't saying Kawhi was Jordan. I didn't. I, I wasn't saying that. I'm saying if you watch Kawhi Leonard game, mm-hmm. it mimics Michael Jordan. And I said that from the jump, and it does. If you watch everything about Kawhi, he mimics Michael Jordan mm-hmm. from his pull up. Mid-range, the way he palms the ball, the way he dunks, everything about him mimics Michael Jordan. I didn't say he was MJ. Mm-hmm. I never said that. That's why I was calling him Kawhi Jordan because he got that Michael Jordan-type game mm-hmm. from his fadeaways and everything. And then all of a sudden, it comes out later down the line where his college coach was like, oh, man, Kawhi used to be on the back of the bus. He wasn't listening to music. He was watching Michael Jordan clips. Mm-hmm. That Michael Jordan was his favorite player. And then, you you know, I posted something where everything was the same. His form, the way he played defense, it's just, you know, he mimics Michael Jordan game. And it's not, I know, you know, Michael Jordan is the GOAT and he's MJ, but there's nothing wrong with comparing and saying that somebody plays like him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm assuming you're taking LeBron now. I mean, you've been in a hard spot. Of course, first of all, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Yes. Um, when I'm my teammate, first off. Uh, second, I said if you're going by different categories, but overall, I, I think Bron. There's nothing. So we've never seen anything like him. Not only is he a great player and a great scorer, but he he makes his teammates better, and he's a great said playmaker. He's a great teammate. He's a great leader, mm-hmm. um, on and off the floor. Um, there's nobody better. So, and and he's been doing it for so long. His longevity is unbelievable. Um, obviously, Kawhi's unbelievable talent has grown and emerged as one of the prolific defenders and now a prolific scorer. Um, and, you know, he still has load management with his knee and stuff like that, so we don't know how long he'll do it for. And he's great, too, and he's still learning how to become, you know, one of those great leaders, and he's doing a good job so far with the Clippers. But, you know, for me, you know, Bron has always been, you know, the best player in the game, you know, for the, the 15, 16 years he's been in the league. Yeah, it's crazy. 17? I think it's actually 17 now, right? 17. Yeah, well, this is your 17. Yeah, yeah, 17. The yes, I understand. Uh, Kendrick, <laughs> we wanted you on the show because you always keep it real. All right, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the biggest, what's the best, most disappointing thing about the NBA so far this season? And it could be a team, it could be a player, it can be just a trend that you see. What's what's be. not vibing right with you? In the- well, it's kind of like, I got a few things, and, and, and I'm glad the Clippers corrected it today and said, like, knee management. Mm-hmm. But I'm having a problem with the load management. And it's the problem that I'm having with it is because it's contagious. Okay, and you look at it like last week, Morant from Memphis, he set out because of load management. Bro, y'all not making the playoffs. You you're young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, this is what we signed up for. <coughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like 
is disrespectful to the guys such as, you know, the Barclays, the Magic Johnsons, the Larry Birds, who paved the way, who, 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 the Kevin McHale's, who were only making a million dollars if max or two million dollars a year and, and, and playing 82 games and playing them, you know, to the fullest hurt. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin McHale played on a fractured foot. And here it is today where you got max guys and guys are getting paid bankrolls. We're talking about, like, guys are getting paid from 30 to $40 million in one year. And without these fans, we wouldn't even be where we at today. Mm-hmm. And so I think we owe it to the fans. Now, if you hurt, nah, sit out. Like, AD, he have, he have actual injuries. It's not load management. <laughs> load management to me is rest. You know what I mean? And that's the problem that I have with it is because if 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 I'm a father and I have a, a nine-to-five job and I have a nine-to-five job and I decide to take my wife and my four kids to go watch LeBron, to go watch the Lakers versus the Bucks, and I pay $1,000 for some nice good seats, some, some nice seats, and that's $1,000 out of my pocket. Coming out of a regular household, that's a lot of money. Yep. And you pay that, and then all of a sudden I get to the game and they say, uh, uh, Giannis is not playing because of low, uh, low, low management. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously I came to see the game, but I wanted to see this matchup. Yeah. You know, I'm furious. Yeah. And I think they had that in Milwaukee last year when Braun and Giannis didn't play and a guy brought uh, him and his son some front row tickets. And guess what happened? He the Milwaukee Bucks did a, a good thing because they reimbursed the guy f- for his money because he was unhappy. He sent in a complaint. That's one of the things I have. And then another thing that I, uh, I'm kind of disappointed in is that I'm disappointed in the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. Well, I'm not disappointed in them. You just higher higher expectations for them. Well, you know, I didn't. I'm okay. disappointed at the moves that they made this summer. Okay. And the reason being is because. I think they see a lot of people take role players for for granted. Just because you're not the superstar, don't mean that you're not a viable piece to mm-hmm. the, the 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 puzzle. And letting Mo Harkless go, Aminu, uh, Seth Curry, mm-hmm. um, and then you get injury, uh, injuries with Big Nurkic, and now Zach Collins is out, and then you get fooled <laughs> by the Heat. And you take on the song Whiteside. You get fooled. Pat Riley pulled one over your eyes. He he saw. Why you say it's fooled, Kendrick? What you mean? (laughs) They've been trying to trade him for four years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you get fooled by the fool's goal. See, a lot of people get fooled by looking at the box scores. You know what I mean? Instead of actually watching the game and seeing, man, this guy brings value. Like like, Like a Patrick Beverly. Like it's been times I didn't watch. Danny Green have five points, but I didn't also watch him take two charges, three chase down blocks, three steals, be in the right position for strips, uh, chase down people who have layup strip off your knee. Those are winning plays, and people always go to the box scores and say, oh, he's balling, and that's how I saw on Whiteside is. You go, oh, man, he had 12 and 12 off the bench. That's fool's gold. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's fool's gold, and it could be like this sometimes. Just think about it. Jason Tatum went, I think, one for 17 the other night, like two nights ago or something like that. 
but he had like a plus 15 on the stat sheet. That means he was valuable. He was he was he was out there. And sometimes people got and Pat Riley actually <laughs> sold them a used car that needed a transmission, <laughs> and they bid on it. Yeah, I, I think he's he's he said he hasn't been healthy all those years, but I think he's going to be a decent plus for Portland. It's like he's had some good spurts. I think he's still figuring out the system. Um, but you know, <laughs> some people are a fan of Hassan, some people aren't. But he's had some years where he's been a beast and he's been active, and I think he just has to get back to that point where he's hungry again and, and blocking shots. He was getting triple doubles with blocks. Uh, nobody was doing that. Yeah, know, but so. Danny, that, listen, my, old, my my big brother always used to tell me this now. You see the real out of people before the payday, and then you see the real when they get their big payday. Mm -hmm. That's when your character get tested. The mm -hmm. song Whiteside before he got the 90 to 100 mil was a dog, a beast, a hungry, working out at the YMCA, in the G League, get in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To this day. Now, you done made a whole lot of money, and you still playing like you working on a whole nother contract. That's the difference. That's the difference. So, needless to say, you're not voting for Hassan Whiteside <laughs> to make any all-defensive teams or anything of that nature? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I can't wait for Big Nurkish to get back. <laughs> yeah. but Portland is in trouble, man. In they, trouble. They, they are in trouble, and it's disappointing because I thought they took their role players for granted. And stuff like that, man, and it's just it's just sad. A lot, lot of season left, though. A lot, lot of season lot, left. Lot they of can, season they can left. turn it around. Um, so, <laughs> in your opinion, how do you think the NBA the season is going to finish? Awards, champions, um, et cetera, playoff teams, East and West, MVP, well, six man of the year. You can't do everything. Well, why not? Uh, I mean, we can do. We got what like comes five. We got like okay. five minutes. Okay. I'm not just saying. I'm not saying this because you're sitting right here. So. This is my prediction for the finals. I have the Toronto Raptors versus the Los Angeles Lakers. What? Okay. Really? Toronto, Toronto's still coming out the, the I East. I have Toronto coming off the e out the East, man. Listen, I'm telling they're you. Balling, they're they balling, man. They are balling. And, and with, with guys hurt right now, too. Yeah, so. they are balling right now. I have them coming out the East. I mean, these guys are, are playing in the East. It's, I mean, it's up for grabs. Everybody crowned Philly, but I wasn't high on Philly. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I'm not never knocking a man for getting, you know, his money, but I thought, you know, Philly kind of jumped the gun with paying Tobias Harris. He's never shown or proven that he was that type of dude to pay $180 million to. He ain't that guy that's in a crucial moment, I believe, that can go get you that 35 that superstars go out there and get you. Danny trains with Tobias in the summer, that, so that's he ain't going. My he bad, Danny. It's Tobias. all good. It's all good. It's the homie. <laughs> but, and yeah. I understand, I understand, and it's his first time being – on a playoff team or a winning team. And he has, yeah, so, has something to prove, though. He, yeah. he will, I, I think he will show that he's he's worth that. But they said that Ben Simmons, they paid that. They let Jimmy go. Mm. Um, but also, to Milwaukee, a lot of those teams let some, some pieces go. Yes. So Milwaukee let some good yes. role players Milwaukee go. Milwaukee let Brogdon go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sixers let Jimmy Miritich, Butler Even though they, they didn't have a great playoffs, Miritich is a big piece. Right. And, and they he, took him for there. granted. Yep. So, so okay. I like six, man. I'm looking more so like I like – I love Montrez Harris. Harold, I think he he might get the six man of year award. I'm looking at the MVP is gonna be to me it's gonna be out of Giannis and LeBron, if you ask me, because of what they doing. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple first time All Stars that I I got uh, Luca for sure will be one. Uh, Siakam will be one. Has to be. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
you 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 might have to. You might get most improved again too. You might get most improved again. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, might get crazy. most improved. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, those are the guys that I'm looking at right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Danny, before we go home, yeah. Uh, Kendrick and maybe you can explain this to Kendrick because okay. a lot of our viewers were asking about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you eat breakfast in the morning, right? You have yeah. you have you eat bowl of cereal every once once in a while. I eat bowls of cereal. Oh, okay, okay. So when you make your cereal. How do you make your cereal? I put my milk in first, and then I put my cereal on top. This is you had this discussion before you. <laughs> Yo, thank you. No, that's how I do it. Okay. Thank you. I pour my milk and then put my cereal on top. Of I feel milk. like y'all had this discussion. No, before we did we not was, talk about okay. this at all, Kendrick. You know what's up. So you do up. milk before yeah. cereal. Yeah, got gotcha. you. You see, <laughs> it's different. It's that different. It's different. No. It keeps it not. It doesn't get soggy. It that don't way. get soggy. <laughs> that's the whole thing. I, I guess I have to try it. I have to you know try it. That, oh, so you didn't believe me, but now that Kendrick <laughs> said it, you're going to try it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> NBA nah, guy here. That's what you know, it so, is, D. You know, he's doing well. On and off the court now. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to follow his lead, so now it's time for my And damn. it starts with the cereal before the milk. <laughs> I got to start with my milk now. Shit. Oh, the milk before life. the cereal. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Right. And actually, listen, I ain't going to even lie. My wife actually put me on it. Okay. Because at first, I was doing it the other way, and she was like, you need to try to pour your milk in first, then you see it. And I'm like, huh? She's like, I'm telling you why. I was like, shit, ever since then, I've been rocking with you. Uh, recently, uh, the Spurs said thank you to Tony. Mercy, Tony. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you have too many memories of Tony as an opponent, but Tony Danny, Parker. if you want to reflect on uh, the time between Man, I really wanted home. to make that too. And I was disappointed and sad I couldn't be there. Um, it's just that. So with the NBA season, intricate part, we're traveling this, that, and other. And, you know, unfortunately, we had come off a loss as well. Um, just too quick of a turnaround for me to fly to San Antonio and try to get to Phoenix um, with a new team, new system, new coaching staff. Um, but I heard he had some great words to share about me as a teammate. Um, you know, he's, I was in the, you know, the backcourt with that guy for so many years, and we've covered for each other, been in so many battles. Um, I couldn't thank Tony enough for teaching me the, the things that he's taught me, you know, just by how he operated, not even by, but also talking to me, making the, and also dealing with, with Pop. Um, he's, he's helped me through some years, some months, some hours, minutes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, practice and some film, film sessions. Um, so I'm happy for him. He had a hell of a career, man. And I'm happy for him. He got his jersey in the Raptors. He's going to be a Hall of Fame player. Um, it would have been nice if it was later in the year or maybe probably against the Charlotte team since he, you know, finished in Charlotte. Um, but he's a beautiful family now. Um, you know, he's enjoying retirement with the other guys that are retired. Hopefully he doesn't get on the sideline and coach like 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 Timmy's doing right now. Timmy's, Timmy's not too happy about it. But, you know, you know, Tony's big in the front office, so I think he has a team in France. He's doing it. Who knows what he'll, he'll do over here. But I'm looking forward to seeing him again and congratulating him in person. Yeah, and actually, you know, well deserved. Because I remember growing up as a kid when Tony Parker first got on the Spurs, and I was like, because he was always fast, but he, you remember he had trouble finishing around the basket. I was like, what the Spurs doing? Then all of a sudden he just kept improving every year and turned his game to a complete, you know, to a whole nother level. So much respect. And I remember, you know, playing against these guys. We had us some battles when I was in Oklahoma City. And I just remember, man, I remember one time we was just down and we, I just couldn't stop him in the pick and roll. <laughs> pick and roll coverage, you know, I was supposed to be up and he'd quick, come down. Man. He was spinning up off me to the point where he was like, you know what, Perk, we came back home, we was down 0-2. He was like, 
we just go switch it and you go just have to sit down and go. And I'm like, oh, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. He said his finishes were crazy. He's yeah. got, he mastered that same leg, same foot, um, you know, finishes, scoop down here off the glass, spin it. Um, he was amazing with that, man. And how and you got a spin move off. He was, he was tough to guard in the pick and roll because he had to pull up and he had quick feet and quick finishes. Um, throw it up anywhere on the glass and it'll catch it'll catch the rim and, and spin it. So uh, a big shout out to Tony, man. Congratulations. For sure. I want to say thank you to Tony Parker for being one of the best point guards of this generation. Thank you to Danny for playing hurt because he got a little yeah, off yeah, yeah, a little sickness, but you know. So thank you for playing hurt. Ain't nothing to it. Yeah, Kendrick, yeah, yeah. thank you for coming appreciate through. You coming out, big nah, dog. I appreciate y'all Much having love, me. Man. For real, man. Yeah. This Danny, what's up? you know the deal. What they gotta do? Read, rate, subscribe, review. <laughs> I you do, purposely uh, listen to something. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, I know most of it. I know most of it. <laughs> subscribe, rate, review inside the green room. Green room inside on Twitter. Inside green room on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs> Read, rate, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I just know it's subscribe, yeah. review. I don't know if it's, and rate. <laughs>